Good morning. Welcome to the weekly roundtable. C-SPAN here. Got a bunch of high-impact men. We're talking legacy in Q4, and I've got some guys who are leaving a legacy where they're at. And so we're going uh, West Coast, Best Coast, I think is how they like to call it. But uh, let's get all the easy stuff out of the way first. And so I got a, a pretty good panel tonight, or this morning, or however we're, we're recording at night. But we're gonna this little. You'll all hear this on Friday. So Gobbler, who EH'd you? How long you been doing F3? So I've been doing F3 since we planted Pittsburgh in April 2017. Uh, the EH kind of came from the ex-wife. She told me that the a bunch of guys were getting together and I should go out and join them. So I did, and the rest is history. Excellent. And I still think it's great that we give her credit for her EH. I'll let her Next know maybe she'll be nicer to me. Yeah, she probably won't be. Let's, uh, Alexa, <laughs> who EH'd you? How long have you been doing F3? Uh, I was EH'd by AP, uh, and I've been doing F3 for four years now. Excellent. Angus. And he never, well, he never lets me, for, one of, he never lets me forget, I was not at the first workout in the Puget Sound. I was at the I, I know, and I love, I, yeah. I love that guy. Exactly. I knew he was going to – you know what's weird is I knew he, <laughs> when I asked that question, he probably was going to call and try and get us to add that to the podcast. <laughs> that you were he not at the first – No. Yeah, exactly. you were not an original Redwood. You showed up one yeah, week no. later. Yeah, that's exactly right. Never let awesome. you it down. Yeah. Angus, who EH'd you? How long have you been doing F3? Yeah, I was uh, I was EH'd by a guy named Yeti in Augusta, Georgia. They attempted to launch in Augusta in 2015. Uh, and fun fact, I was nicknamed by C-SPAN. Yeah, and uh, Double D and I had a um, – I don't even know what we call it at that point. We were having a shield lock meeting as we drove from Fort Mill, South Carolina to Augusta, Georgia, and Double D and I had a lot of stuff to talk about. We get to Augusta, Georgia. I'm doing a full story here in case everybody's wondering. Um, we jump out of the uh, out of the car, start stretching our legs. So there's two guys there. It's Angus and a guy who runs ultras. So if you guys haven't been around Angus, the dude's super fit. And the other guy is some, like, legendary. Angus, you remember that guy's name? He was some super fit ultra runner guy. And um, yeah, I don't I don't remember what his nickname is. Yeah, but he was he was super fit, and so he is right. I got to name him. Um, and then the other fun fact is when they planted Chattanooga, um, <laughs> the two guys that planted Chattanooga, uh, and I I always want to say because his like his name's like Italian lunch meat. It's like uh, prosciutto. Prosciutto. <laughs> prosciutto. Oh, I knew. Yeah. Pr- yeah. And I get credit for that one, but it was actually Senator Tressel who really official named that. But the, the Chattanooga launch team was Angus and him. And, uh, and I get credit for name of both of those, which was awesome. So you go, uh, you go Augusta, Georgia, Chattanooga, now Portland, Oregon. That's right. Excellent. Okay. 88, who EH, how long you been doing F3? I, uh, I give my, my EH credit kind of to the nation. Um, I EH myself. Um, I used to live in the uh, Charlotte and Fort Mill uh, areas for six and a half years and moved back to my home state of California 
in 2017 and was the classic sad clown and showed up at the only California AO at that time and uh, posted with the San Francisco Peninsula guys. And that was uh, okay. July 1st, 2017, so just over three years ago. All right, so it's super weird that you lived in Fort Mill and you never posted with me. I never did. I, I didn't. I, know. I, I was neighbors with uh, several uh, F3 guys, and uh, I'm not going to put them on blast on the uh, podcast here, but uh, you know, some solid good, good buddies of mine and never, never got the official invite, but uh, knew about F3 when I lived there. Yeah, and I, um, well, I guess we, you know, 88, great to have you, um, and obviously the work you've been doing in California has been awesome. So, obviously today we're going to be talking West Coast, and um, these three guys are, you know, there's lots of guys who've made an impact on the West Coast, but these three guys I, I invited on just so we could start talking about leaving a legacy outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, where up three started, so. I invited my man Gobbler to uh, to jump in and maybe kind of set the table as we start talking about these three regions and uh, so a lot of the stuff going on, on the West Coast. So Gobbler, why don't you take it from here? Yeah, hey, thanks a lot, C-SPAN. Uh, yeah, I guess when we start talking about the West Coast, the one of the things I want the uh, the listeners just to kind of get in their mind a little bit is the size of the area we're dealing with and just how the geography kind of uh, affects things. So. You go down to the southeast, and I've had the pleasure of going down to Charlotte uh, back a few years ago. And, you know, you open up the map, and you look at Tuesday, a random Tuesday, and within 10 miles, you have your pick of any type of workout. You know, whether it's a, a core workout, a kettlebell workout, a, tra- a running workout, you can, you can do whatever you want. We don't have that out here on the West Coast quite as much. The other thing is, you know, if you are a troubadour on the East Coast, and you want to go and you want to visit another region, chances are within an hour you're going to get to half a dozen regions or something like that. You know, we're looking at about 10 regions on the West Coast that's, that go from Washington State in the top down to California all the way over to Salt Lake City. We get Phoenix in there. Uh, we get all the, the small areas around the Denver area. That's about 10 to 12 different regions, and that's thousands of miles. Um, I had the pleasure of driving across this great country, and I stopped in the majority of them and was able to meet a lot of them. And I just want people to understand that, you know, when you have someone like 88, he wants to go visit another region. He's, his closest one is San Francisco, and that is not an easy drive. That's not happening on a weekday. You know, that's a special trip for him to get over, and that's his closest one. For me, you know, even though I'm maybe 30, 30 miles or so from Alexa in Seattle, I can't, that's not happening on a weekday. If you've never been in Seattle traffic, you know, all it takes is one errant driver, of which there are many, and, and I'm stuck in I-5 for four hours. So I, I, can't, I cannot get up to Seattle and get back to work. Uh, and just getting up there on a weekend requires a deliberate effort and a planning. Um, same thing with Portland, right? I, I got down to Portland a few weeks ago, but that was like a deliberate trip. And there, it's a two-hour drive. And between here and Portland, there might only be one other city. So we just have these large spaces where people don't live. And so we, we have to work together, and we, we've really tried to come together. And one of the, one of the things I really appreciate the guys doing is we get together virtually once a month, and we talk through the issues. And I think that is, you know, if I want to impress upon the guys back east is understanding that, a lot of the, the men out here that are leading these regions, in general, they're doing it, I, want to, I don't want to say with no support, a little support, 
but they're having we're able to create our support network and lean on um, virtually. And that's kind of one thing that COVID has shown us that we can do it. And we've taken advantage of these these tools, and and we're looking forward to the day where maybe we have a higher density. But you know, 10, 12 regions from Colorado westward, that's the F3 nation out west. And these guys that are out here leading are really digging in deep, and they're really going at it. And it's really great when someone from back east visits. And I know that um, ADH is probably going to talk about uh, catfish coming to visit here. But, you know, if you're out here, I want to encourage guys, if, you, if you're doing a trip out west, you know, and you can spare a day or something, visit with these guys. They really appreciate it when somebody from back east, you know, if you're going to the Grand Canyon, get to Phoenix. If you're going to, you know, visit the parks in Utah, try to stop in at Salt Lake City. You want to come out here and visit Seattle's great weather in December and January, you know, on all that rain that just helps us all grow, stop in and see Alexa and the crew up there. Um, that's probably the, the thing I really want to stress to the guys on the East Coast. It's it really means a lot to each of the regions when somebody stops in because they know that it is, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes a, there's a cost to it. So uh, as each of these men talk, and they're going to talk about uh, their regions, they're each at different phases of growth and, and things like that, understand that for the most part, you know, they're doing it by themselves. And when they get help, it's done virtually and, and they encourage people uh, to come out here. The one thing I, I want to leave the packs with is if you're looking for a grow ruck next year, talking to Bono today, we are going to do a grow ruck uh, and start planning for one in the Rockland area. Um, haven't named it yet, but 88's region is going to host it next November in about 13 months, which is plenty of time for guys to get their stuff together and to get training. So I'm excited. Uh, that's only going to be the second grow ruck out here on the West Coast. So as we become, you know, really have a national focus, um, we're looking forward to that, and I'm excited how that's going to impact that region. That's all I got, C-SPAN. You killed C-SPAN. Did we kill him? I didn't mean to die. I didn't mean to die there. I just couldn't get off mute. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give out. I had to jump off mute there. You were doing great. So you're set. I didn't realize. For, uh, well, I, I I got kind of freaked out when you started talking grow rock right then in California because now you got me thinking about stuff. Come on, man. I'm glad. I'm glad hopefully nobody died. You know, hopefully nobody died in that dead space we just had on the uh, roundtable podcast. But let's jump. Let's jump into uh, tonight. Or, uh, we're working from from north to south on the west coast. And so, Alexa, why don't you start? And so I know one of the things that people or the podcast listeners probably don't understand is how big the – you know, you guys are called Puget Sound because you guys have this huge encompassing – basically you're a super region. So I'm just going to get out of your way. Why don't you start, and then we'll, uh, we'll work our way south from there. So, Alexa, you take it from here. Yeah. Sure, sounds good. Thank you, C-SPAN. Um, so uh, I have been had the pleasure to watch and participate at the board level for the last four years as uh, the Puget Sound region's grown from two weekly AOs uh, and a core group of four to five guys in one neighborhood to uh, right latest count is we've got 31 workouts. Uh, we've got about 526 guys in our Slack channel. 
Um, we're EHing on a clip of about 30 a month is what I see being added into Slack. And um, I'd say we've got about 200, maybe uh, top out at 200 active uh, guys um, in a given week. So that's kind of our size. Um, to your point about being kind of a, a, a macro or a broader region, that's for sure. We've got um, Seattle. Um, we've got the east side. And then, you know, to a certain extent, we, we would consider, we used to consider, or we still do, Gobbler's Region, Tacoma um, as part of ours as well, and um, certainly use the Slack channel and participate, um, but they kind of run a bit more independent uh, now. So that's where we've gone um, in scale and size and impact. Um, and eventually, certainly long-term, you know, we'd love to see uh, the Seattle area kind of up on its own and kind of have its own set of uh, kind of Nantans and leaders of the apps and what have you and um, kind of as they continue to grow. So uh, we've seen great strides um, this last year in, in shifting our Seattle focus more um, into the neighborhoods and the communities where we think men can have a better impact and kind of less about the commuter workout is what we'd call it. Originally we were uh, fairly focused in the kind of downtown South Lake Union Space Needle area and serviced a lot of guys uh, that were coming in from, from all different directions and were able to participate in our workouts um, in the downtown area. But now we are getting out into the neighborhoods and um, really, uh, we're really, really excited this year about that potential. Um, as a whole, um, what we've done really around our um, work, workout formats, uh, just because we've got COVID and um, we've modified and we now really we have a, we have a daily virtual workout. Um, they're run exactly the same fashion as an in-person workout. Um, it's been great to keep our packs engaged who um, are either at risk themselves or have at-risk family members. Uh, we feel like this has been just a great olive branch to folks. It's not like, hey, you're on your own. Um, we're all going to show up who can and work out, but um, we've we've got a platform and a format um, on a daily basis that allow men to continue to be high impact and uh, kind of connect with their brothers and participate in both the first and second F. We always end those virtual workouts if they're in the morning with coffee, and uh, we've got two in the evening uh, during the week, and and there are there definitely beers afterwards for those as well. Um, and so another, another great benefit we've seen from that is that we've been able to stay connected and we keep guys working out that have moved away. So, uh, you know, all right, all right, all right, who's down in Austin, shout out to him. In addition to participating in the Austin workouts, he shows up on our virtuals. So we get to see a guy that we worked out with for two years plus. Um, we've got other guys that are showing up. He's recruited from around the world. Um, we've actually had PAX members here that have um, recruited globally. Uh, we've had four countries, I think, represented one time on one of our virtual workouts. Uh, so we've, um, we've, we've really enjoyed seeing that aspect kind of blossom. Um, and while we want to get back to uh, certainly um, kind of running workouts exclusively in person, I, I'm, I'm just not sure we'll ever cut this off completely, just given the amount of reach and um, benefit we've seen for men in their in their communities as they dial in virtually. Um, for the in-person workouts, we've got mostly our standard 5:30 a.m. boot camps. You know, they most end with coffee. Uh, we still run um, every week. We've got two evening workouts, which are 6:30 p.m. I'm queuing one tonight. If you're in the area, come on down. Uh, and uh, they end about 7:15. And we normally uh, crack out open, discreet beers and uh, kind of stand around and, and talk in a nice, safe six distance. Um, we try to maintain all our safe social distancing rules. 
the difference that you may find out here is based on the current kind of climate is we actually can um, only work out outside in groups of six. So uh, we've, we've named that squads. So we'll show up for a workout, and if we've got, you know, obviously anything greater than six, we'll break up into squads. Um, it's actually been really great. The, the cues know to bring a winky. And uh, for those of you all listening, that's just a, a written-out version of the workout that you're going to run. And uh, those, those are handed off to kind of sub-cues that are either picked on the fly or that just volunteer. And while it may sound like it's not ideal, um, what we've really discovered is that it's actually increased VQs. So if you think about it, there's such low risk, right? The guys all know you're reading from a piece of paper. Um, this isn't your workout per se. It's, you know, it's Whoppers, it's mine, it's Geckos, whatever. And yet um, uh, they're still going to lead it. And so what happens is they, they finally get into that rhythm and they understand how this works. And for guys that may not be um, volunteering as much, it gives them a chance to kind of get started and, and get things underway. So um, it, it's a great plug-and-play option. Um, so I, I think I think what, what I would say um, um, in sum is that uh, it's all about – how you view the challenges and the, and, and the things that you're trying to face. And what, what I think we would say is, while COVID hit and it changed things, we've also now, we're reaching brothers that we never thought we would. We're staying connected and we're, we're helping people that we thought would be kind of cut off from this kind of activity and help. And, you know, on the flip side of our in-persons, we're now getting more people to DQ and step up. And, and uh, I always say the first leadership opportunity is yourself. And so uh, we're getting guys that are actually able to kind of start off leading and then do a, a VQ first for themselves. So that's kind of an, an update uh, from Seattle, Computer Sound. Yeah, hey, and I'm, I'm going to jump in and do a couple, um, a couple jump offs on, on things you brought up. I love, um, I love that six-man six squad stuff that you guys are doing right now because I'll tell you that's how some of the best relationships in F3 are built. Uh, you know, if, if there's a dozen of us or eight, absolutely, you, you are not building the relationship you are. If there's six guys and one of those six is dogging it, everybody knows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so I really you think hide. that, <laughs> yeah, you can't hide when there's six of you. And I no. still think that's where this brotherhood really gets built is in that, um, you know, that six-man workout. And I did, I did it, yep. one of those, you know, in my time in F3, I just really think, I think that's a great format if, if you're a podcaster, you know, listener right now, and you're saying, hey, we've got a problematic AO, but it's not ready to split yet, break everybody up into groups of six when they show up, and you will get a different yeah. experience. I, Alexa, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. No, I, I would completely agree. You know, the, 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 the first half piece that you're referring to is awesome, and you're right. You know, you, you, get the, you get the hustle, you get the push. You're picking up the six, which may be further. But I'd also tell you, as we all know, there's something about the trust. There's something about creating safe space. And, of course, men, you know, men don't trust very easily. And so when you've got a smaller group of men and you're going through something that's a little bit more, I know it's a scary word, right? It's a little more intimate because it's just it's fewer of you. And those trust bonds build stronger, which then allows for men to kind of, you know, be a bit more vulnerable and maybe share in their words of wisdom and, and share in, uh, at the conclusion under COT things that they, they need to share but they may not feel comfortable doing in a group of 20. Yeah, and I also think you have the um, – I think you guys hold a record, and i got to be careful whenever I, I throw things like this out because I'll get 10,000 DMs. Most handsome, um, most handsome packs. 
Oh, sorry. Most handsome packs, uh, skinniest uh, original Lantan, and you also had the most (laughs) attendees at a virtual workout, the day Dread queued uh, in Seattle, right? Yes, yes, that's exactly right. And the funny anecdote we heard later was he had no idea that it was that scale. Like, this also speaks to the power of those virtual workouts. He just didn't realize that he had that many. Because he was just at, from what I understand, I mean, I was on it, so I, I was there working out, but he was ad hoc just kind of throwing it out there and doing it. And, and I think midway through, somebody finally let cued him in as to how many folks were actually on. And uh, I think he kind of had an oh shit moment and kicked it into gear after that. So, <laughs> Well, and I, he, is, he is one of my favorite senior citizens, but he was actually seeking people out from the East Coast that would be willing to work out with him in the West Coast because he thought it was going to be like him and two other guys. Yeah, And exactly. so I will tell you, I was at that workout because – you know, I, I, to your point, I think this virtual thing is just really, really powerful. Um, so I'll give you final comments yeah. on that. Um, well, you know, if you decide to deploy or want to implement some of the virtual aspects, please reach out. You know, we've got some lessons learned and some best practices. You know, unfortunately, not all of the workouts apply. Not all exercises really work in that virtual arena. And, you know, cadence can be kind of hard because of latency and the phone calls and, um, you know, I, I think you really just there, but there is something real about digital proximity. Um, I know we focus on the actual in neighborhood proximity and being close to guys and building those trust, but um, it's actually a known body of work called digital proximity. And, and uh, if you've got something in common, weird F3, then digital proximity actually gets accelerated. So um, uh, if you want to go this route, please, please reach out. We'd be happy to help. Thank you, C-SPAN. I appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's uh, jump in my Jeep, and we're going to head south. And so we're going to – the newest region uh, – well, you're not a region yet because I know you are just recently planted. But let's talk Portland, Oregon, because I think Angus um, – I know this has been on Angus's heart to get it planted out there. And uh, this is, again, for all you podcasters out there, if you're someplace – Angus's story, um, because basically he's taken F3 with him wherever he's went as he's bounced around, he's taken F3 with him. And so it's on Angus's yeah. heart to plant it in Portland. He got, uh, he got a little encouragement, and the guy just set the place on fire, and they're growing and growing. So, Angus, why don't we – I'm just going to hand it to you. Why don't you give the uh, Portland, Oregon update? Yeah, yeah I just want to say uh, F3 did not start the fire uh, in Portland. We did have some fires a while back. Um, we had to deal with those. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, just going to do things a little bit differently. I'm going to share our, where we're at right now because we're just about at the 100-day mark. Um, and oddly enough, I feel like we're right about where Seattle was four years ago. Uh, so we have seven regular packs. Um, and we have nine semi-regular. Uh, but we have had about 21 guys total over time. So that, that puts us at about a 30% retention rate right now. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we've got guys that seven are really committed, are really in it. Um, and we've got about four boot camp uh, workouts a week um, across two different AOs. So we're, we're moving at a, at a plod. You know, we're moving very slowly and very steadily, but, you know, it's all intentional, and the guys that we do have um, are, are really setting that, that base in a good place. Um, and so just to kind of, like, rewind a little bit, I also wanted to share a little bit what you touched on C-SPAN. 
um, with my history in F3 so far. Um, and we kicked, we started things off with it, but I wanted to go into a little bit more. So um, I did, I did, um, I was a part of the crew that helped launch Chattanooga. You know, there was a couple of us, including Gus, um, who then went and launched uh, Memphis uh, back in, I think it was 2017, um, the Memphis Miracle. And, um, you know, we had a, a good time down there in Chattanooga. So this isn't my... Uh, this isn't my first go around, um, and I have. Uh, it's you know, F3 is something that I'm, I've, I've been ever since that first time. You know, um, I ended that workout. I splashed my low, and I got the nickname from C-SPAN. You know, from there on out, I, I was convinced that this is the thing that I needed to 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 carry with me. Um, and every time my wife and I talk about moving, you know, I, I say like I don't want to move anywhere unless it has F3 there. And uh, sure enough, we end up moving places that don't have F3. Um, so yeah, um, August of 2019, um, we moved to Portland, um, and it had been a hard year because we had moved to Central Florida to help take care of my mom, um, who had who had uh, young onset dementia, and uh, my wife had had uh, a couple of miscarriages. So uh, moving into Portland, um, I didn't really feel like I had enough in the tank to start from scratch again because I knew the commitment and the discipline and the work involved um, with kind of getting that, getting the ball rolling and getting it off the ground. So I didn't want to start that um, unless I had another guy who had already drank the Kool-Aid to help me get it off the ground. Um, but, you know, just like, you know, speaking of grow rucks, just like doing, you know, big uh, stupid events um, or like having a kid, you get that amnesia and the difficult and the hard parts can kind of get, you know, you forget and you get romance to the idea again. So around July of this year, I got connected with a guy uh, nicknamed the Beach Bum, who, had, who happened to have moved uh, into the area. So uh, we started posting just right in the middle of the week, um, just jump straight into it. Um, and since then, really, we've been plotting forward. Um, Beach Bum moved to Hood River, and he's hoping to, to launch there soon. Um, and, uh, yeah, so since then, we've been, we've been moving forward. We've got um, several guys who are committed. They're going deeper into the culture of F3 every day. Um, Lumberg. Um, is he's kind of been evolving into our third FQ, um, and he's starting up uh, something that they're actually doing in um, Puget Sound. Uh, they've, they've been super um, helpful uh, bringing us into their Slack space to get started, um, but we're picking up one of their um, patterns with this thing called Go30, um, where we, um, we have a month and we set a goal and we're holding each other accountable. There's a bit of a, a competition aspect to it. Um, so we have that, so we're, we're moving forward with that, and we're going to begin with QSource in January. Um, so there's there's just a lot of things moving forward. It's I see it taking root, and it gets me really excited um, because you know I, I you know I hadn't been important for a very long time, and you know it took me about a year um, to get things started just because I need to work up the energy and work up the motivation to to actually do it. But um, I'm excited about. Um, that's very important because, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, you see in the news how passionate people are about cultural and social movements here. Um, and just a quick caveat, you know, it's not as bad as what you see in the news. You know, we're able to, my family and I are able to go outside and, and enjoy the, the weather and, and the city in a lot of different ways. Uh, so the whole city is not on fire. Um, and the whole city is not under siege of by the mob. Um, so, yeah, it, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful place, and it's a incredible place to live, especially for a family. Um, and my hope is that we can kind of tap into that energy 
and, and, and point it in a direction that results in positive impact. Um, you know, not only that, but, you know, we have a, a huge outdoor running fitness community um, with Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, you know, and many and more planted here between here and Beaverton. Um, we've already got two guys who are from Adidas, uh, you know, in our packs, one of which is a former Olympic runner. Um, he had his DQ this past week, and he just crushed it. Um, so there, there's so much opportunity to use, the, like, the beautiful land up here for all kinds of stupid stuff. Um, and then really the last thing that I wanted to touch on was, um, you know, we're, we're confronting this issue of faith in a, in a much different way than we had to when I was in, in Chattanooga in Tennessee. Um, and I know Alexa uh, and AP, you guys down there, or up there rather, have, um, are, are ahead of us on this one and have some great systems in place. You know, we're fortunate that um, we can kind of use you guys as a resource. Uh, but one thing we've started doing is um, we started adding a disclaimer uh, before our COT because, you know, I know several guys who had a little bit of trepidation, you know, about the faith aspect of it. And so uh, that has kind of helped us kind of walk that line and, and, and be and introduce this idea of, like, inclusivity of the faith and, and walk that line of faith, you know, in just a different way because, you know, in the South, you know, it's, there's a little bit more homogeny. You know, people tend to believe similar things, um, but up here it's just a little bit different. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in there and do a couple things. Can you talk a little bit about where you're at actually in Portland? Cause you are, um, you're yeah. actually not in, you're kind of out in the suburbs. Can you kind of help everybody get a, get a little bit of uh, geography on where you guys yeah. are actually planted? Absolutely. Yeah. So we are not, we're not downtown, but we're not far from downtown either. It's about the, our, our uh, Portland AO, Portland proper AO is about six miles from downtown and that's in the Southeast area. Um, uh, you know, if you're looking at a map, if you look for Mount Tabor, that's where that's about where we are. And then our second AO is a little farther south. Um, that one's more out in the burbs. It's called Happy Valley. That's that's a lava field. Roger that. And I, um, Angus, I'm just going to tell you, keep. Uh, it's great hearing from you. It's great to hear all the work you're doing. Keep up, uh, keep up the hard work. We're all going to jump in the Jeep yeah. now and keep driving. We're going to yes, keep sir. driving south, and we're going to go see. Um, the California Expansion Miracle uh, with 88. And so 88, why don't you take us, um, give, us the, uh, give us the update from, uh, from Rockland. Where I, I, I know you guys recently renamed yourself, so start there and uh, give us the update. Thanks, C-SPAN. I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for uh, having all three of our uh, states here on, on the, the podcast. Yeah, we... Uh, we launched in November 3rd of 2018 uh, as F3 Rockland. So we're, we're coming up on two years, about a week from now. And, um, you know, we, we went steady numbers. Uh, we were a mustard seed. So I, I, as I said in the intro, I, I first posted in the San Francisco Bay Area, and then my family and I uh, just made a family choice that we wanted to raise our kids elsewhere. And the Sacramento region um, uh, became home for us. And so about six months after moving, uh, which ironically is the uh, kind of the, the six-month marker is the number that they say for a mustard seed, uh, is enough time to get yourself established, get your job rolling, get your kids rolling in school, and get your systems down around the house, get settled uh, to launch a mustard seed. So uh, I did. And... Um, my wife thought I was crazy, but the guys in the Bay Area, uh, Hammer, 
uh, Terminus, Subprime, um, those guys really kept encouraging me and kept asking me, uh, hey, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? And, you know, we did. And, uh, you know, huge shout out to Fountainhead, who uh, was the, uh, the head of the mustard seed program at the time. Um, kind of got us off the ground, gave us, gave me some resources and, uh, got to, got to the, the work of, uh, spreading the, the F3, uh, you know, vibe, if you will, to a region that was on an island out here that didn't know what in the world F3 was. And, uh, I'd say the first two guys that I EH'd, um, they were the perfect guys to come in contact with. Um, hadn't known them till I first met them, and I talked about F3 very quickly. And they are uh, there are three redwoods left in our region, uh, still active. Um, and those first two guys, are, um, Rabbit and Paunch, are still active uh, and on the SLT uh, today. And uh, and so about a year in, we were still running one uh, AO Saturday only um, at the local high school. And our numbers were steadily growing. You know, it was a big deal when we were getting double digits. Um, I know some of the, you know, the, the more established regions who are six, seven, eight, nine years in, uh, some of the, the early Redwoods can probably remember what those days were like when you got all excited when COT uh, Counterama got to, got to 10. And, uh, and then once COVID hit, we were probably pushing 15 to 17 guys uh, on a Saturday workout. And, Come March of this year, um, you know, the world shut down and we didn't. Um, and that has greatly, um, we think, spurned uh, explosive uh, growth in our region. Um, we, in the past year, have had, um, I've got some numbers from my weasel shaker, Paunch, uh, he gave me. In the past year, we've had um, 180 total FNGs in 2020. Um, and 165 of those are since March 15th uh, when California went on a shelter in place. Um, and so we, in order to accommodate that growth, we've added 14 AOs in the past 12 months. Um, and so it feels like we're planting shovels every week, but we do it because we get problematic and the guys are, are you know, uh, here are EHing like crazy and wanting it you know, closer to them. And as the CL, uh, SLT, we, we tell them, hey, if you can get guys in your neighborhood, we'll plant a shovel in your neighborhood. And uh, it's been working out really, really well. Um, we are currently at a total of 15 active AOs. Um, we are six days a week, uh, Monday through Saturday at the moment. And uh, we have four AOs currently uh, on the books to be added uh, within the next probably month to two months or so um, as we kind of look to the future and, and keep growing. Um, we are averaging right now 23 FNGs a month. And prior to COVID, we were averaging three FNGs a month. So um, we attribute that to just the right guys coming in and buying into the F3 culture and telling their friends and um, those guys continuing uh, to tell their friends. Um, we're, I like to attribute it to a, uh, or compare it to a family tree. And, uh, you know, some of our packs have incredible family trees uh, in their F3 world, uh, which is really cool to see. Um, 
what else can we tell about our region? We, um, we, we just got a lot of uh, really cool things going on. Last week, uh, one of our PACs is a professional in the mental health uh, industry for one of the big um, medical uh, systems here in California. And he hosted a, we called it a manly mental health night at his house. So um, he just uh, opened up his backyard and we had about 17 guys show up. And just uh, they talked about, you know, anxiety, stress, depression, um, things that, uh, you know, we know as guys we don't like to talk about. And uh, he is a professional in that field and had a time of sharing coping strategies, um, some open sharing for guys who uh, were comfortable doing that. And uh, I was not able to be at that, but uh, I, from what I uh, feedback I've heard, it was a great night. And uh, hopefully we'll be doing something like that uh, in, the, in the near future. Um, we, uh, sorry to be jumping around here. During COVID, um, one thing that also helped our growth is we jumped into uh, QSource. Um, Possum, who is, uh, happens to be our first FQ as well, uh, just kind of took the bull by the horns and said, hey, we're going we're gonna to do some QSource. And we had um, started it probably two weeks before um, the, the, the shelter-in-place orders. And so once COVID hit, we kind of looked at each other and we're talking and we said, well, what do we do? Do we hang it up or put it on pause or what do we do? And he said, nah, just tell the guys to bring their chairs and let's park ourselves in the parking lot right after Saturday workout and bang it out. And uh, it's been great. It really has, uh, in, in, in what I've seen, it's allowed guys who maybe wouldn't stick around as long for cafeteria. Uh, they would say, well, well, it's right in the parking lot. You know, we can grab an, we'd grab an FNG and say, hey, can you stick around for 30 minutes? Uh, we do this leadership talk, and it's really allowed guys to get into the curriculum uh, of the QSource book. And, you know, nowadays we're still doing it. We're still doing a, um, a – we do a joint uh, QSource on Saturday, kind of a, a, a concept that we borrowed from the Puget Sound guys where our three Saturday AOs are close enough to each other that we, we give about a 30-minute um, gap after the – workouts finish up. And so at 8.30, we all go to a common um, AO for QSource, and we just uh, circle up on the grass. Everyone brings their chairs and grabs their coffee at the coffee shop right there, and um, we have somebody lead QSource that day. And we'll get 25, 30 guys out there, and it's been a really good source of conversation. Uh, it's um, accelerated our shield lock program. Uh, we've got several shield locks that have formed um, and, and guys are really digging into that aspect of um, growing and doing life together, uh, which has been really cool to see. Um, something that's pretty unique to our region that we do, um, we probably track too much, but we, um, <clears throat> we, we track each guy's attendance right now. Uh, we're small enough that we're able to do that. And when a guy, uh, when a pack hits his 100th post, he earns a railroad spike. We call it a century spike. And we um, have secured quite a, quite a stock of uh, used, rusty railroad spikes. We put a little uh, aluminum blank. Uh, we, we glue it on there and stamp his name and the number 100 onto it. And uh, at that guy's 100th workout, at the end of COT, we have a time where the packs go around and if they feel um, like they know the guy or they want to, they, they maybe don't know him, but they've 
observed him through workouts and gotten to know him a little bit, they can say some words of affirmation uh, to that guy and just really build him up for the uh, commitment that he's shown to himself, his family, and just to the group um, that, he, uh, that he calls F3 each week, which has really been uh, just a great thing. We've probably got, I think, 10 or 12 guys have earned a spike. Uh, where it used to, you know, uh, I think I was the second guy to earn mine, and it took me over a year, but that was when we were only one day a week. Now we're six days a week. Uh, guys can earn them a lot quicker. Uh, so we're seeing a lot more guys get it, and uh, it's just been a really a, a great thing for guys to have a, a, just a sense of pride around, hey, I, I didn't do this as a, like a New Year's resolution where it's two weeks and done. This is a, a long-term commitment to, uh, to, to improve myself uh, as each week goes on, which has been really cool. Um, Gobbler hinted at it. We do have our two-year anniversary coming up. Uh, on the third, we're going to be celebrating next weekend. We uh, didn't do much for our first year anniversary, but our second year, I thought we'd ramp it up a little bit. So we uh, put a little committee together, um, Tech Deck, Fanny Pack, Stitches, and Snap-On have been uh, kind of planning a weekend extravaganza. We invited a troubadour out. So we do have catfish coming from F3 Rock Hill, which is really cool. Uh, when I found out it was uh, a troubadour from Rock Hill, kind of near where I used to live in Fort Mill. I was really excited, and he's kind of plugged in with our packs on our comms, and uh, he'll be coming out next week. We're going to have a Friday evening social um, happy hour at one of uh, the local breweries here in town. We uh, Saturday morning, we're going to supersize our workout and go 90 minutes. Um, there's some, uh, some, some secrets, we'll say, that our guys don't know about that the committee has put together. And then Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock, we're having a family uh, gathering at one of the, uh, our AOs just for the, uh, you know, the guys to be able to be social and uh, meet families, meet kids. Uh, we do have uh, F3 dads that we do on occasion. So we've gotten to know some of the kids a little bit, but uh, it's going to be a, a, just a fun, fun weekend, and we're really looking forward to Catfish uh, being out here to share his perspective and his experience um, with us uh, as we are still just two years in. And uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of us um, on Twitter, um, our Twitter handle is at F3GoldRush, and uh, we're fairly active on, on, on there. And, uh, yeah, we're just really, really uh, excited that guys are uh, working out, coming out, and even visiting, which has been great. We've had several uh, downrange packs, which has been really, really great. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump in there. So um, appreciate all the recaps. And uh, for every region out there that says COVID has messed you up, you know, we had St. Louis, we talked to St. Louis last week, and then when this group today talks about COVID might have actually helped their attendance. I mean, you know, I don't think guys are going to go to gyms anymore. I don't, like, this is really where my reality is now, is I don't think people are going to go work out in a gym that, even prior to COVID, they couldn't keep you healthy. So I think we just have – it's such a big opportunity for us, the EH guys. I just appreciate that you guys are, like, deliberate about it and you could actually have been tracking it. I love this spike idea. Um, you know, I think when you're small enough uh, – hopefully the, you know, the podcast listeners are, are taking notes here. When you're small, you can actually do some really cool stuff, like that thing with the 100 posts and giving them a spike and maybe giving them a little bit of – you know, just a little bit of attention on that 100th post because it's a big deal. Um, having the guys just even say a little bit about, you know, 
you know, kind of go around and, and give the, you know, give the guy a little encouragement. I think that's just, you know, we talk about building up and making a difference in somebody's life. That's a huge thing. I also love the mental battle um, idea of you got somebody who's got that as their profession, uh, just getting together in the backyard. That's a great, um, you know, as, as we talk about this next level of friendship that we're all get, you know, we're all gaining through F3. Um, and just, you know, we were talking about a little bit with, you know, with Puget Sound, this kind of like intimate where you can actually share what's going on in your life. You don't have to hold it all inside and try and be like this stoic man. Um, I just think that's great. So really a great, uh, great updates from the West Coast. Uh, I'm going to see if my man Gobbler has any final words to, to close us out tonight. Um, I just, uh, I'm going to tell, appreciate everybody being on the podcast. Every one of these regions is pretty active on social media. You'll be able to find them if you go after uh, Pizza Sound, Portland, or uh, Gold Rush. So, Gobbler, what do you got for us? AC Span. Uh, so, first of all, I, I want to highlight a couple things. One, um, each of the men you just heard from are extremely humble, and they didn't even touch, you know, half the things that they do. Um, they they each give give it their time, give it their effort, give it their money to, to make their region successful, and it's because they believe in the mission of F3. And that kind of, you know, kind of leads me into the this idea is, you know, we, we all know that F3 workouts are free, but F3 does not exist at no cost, okay? There is a cost involved. There's a cost in time. You know, we be, any, any man in F3 who's been in a leadership position and some that, that even aren't, have given a lot of their time, whether it's to planning, doing workouts, getting good at the at their craft, and some of us put forth, you know, have people guys have put down money to, to front things. Um, and I want to bring a couple threads together, and that is, you know, the the Give to Give campaign is wrapping up here. Um, I, I think right before I got on there, uh, sitting in around 140 ish thousand dollars with about 600 some odd people uh, who have given. Um, that is a crucial way forward for how we're going. Uh, part of the things that we're looking at in the Troubadour program, you know, catfish is coming out, you know, for whatever reason. A lot of the times um, I, I got down to visit Salt Lake earlier this year, but that was because work sent me there. A lot of times in Troubadour out here, if work is not sending me, I can't go see them, right? I don't have the resources. I don't, I don't, I can't do it. So as we move forward and we want to help these regions grow out west, there is a cost involved. Um, and, you know, I want to go down and see 88. Or if we bring other troubadours on, you know, we want them to be able to go see, you know, 88 or go down to uh, Poe, down to San Diego. You know, Poe is out on an island. Their, their closest people is probably Phoenix or Monterey. You know, we're talking an eight-hour drive. Um, the, these are regions that, we want to connect with and we want to make sure they're growing. And that is the Give to Give campaign and the money being given there will help the Troubadour program, you know, to do some of this stuff. So, you know, I understand the bulk of the men are back east and it's really easy to go, oh, I'm going to go connect with a guy one region over and it's not a big deal. I really want to stress that you have a group of men who are, they are working on multiple islands. Um, and we as a nation, we want to come together and understand that if we really want to cover the nation, if we really want to make this national, you know, we need to take the next step forward. Um, and we want to make sure that the entire nation as a whole 
is knitted together just as well as the group uh, back east and, and down in the, um, the southeast where, where it started, you know, and, and we're all thankful for that. So, uh, C-SPAN, that's all I got. I appreciate the time that you gave these men tonight, um, you know, and I look forward to, you know, what happens in the next year. Absolutely, and I, uh, I'm just going to tell you guys, so great to get the updates from the West Coast. Uh, you know, I've got to post with uh, almost all of you. That's, um, you know, I, I'll, just, I'll just tell everybody, it's a great way to, uh, you want to have a good business trip. When I go see my guys in Seattle, I mean, uh, nothing like after dealing with work, knowing that the next day you get to, you know, jump up early and go work out with the guys and, and you know, uh, see your friends in the morning. So make sure you get out there and try and see everybody you can. Um, just appreciate the guys being on the podcast. Everybody keep getting after it, and I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Eastman.